This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer. Tonight, you needed Verlander to get you off to a solid start. He does not do that, Gordon. It doesn't get to the fourth inning. If the Mets can't get these top two aces rolling, they're not going anywhere, Gordon. They're going nowhere. Unless Verlander and Scherzer are Verlander and Scherzer. And not just now, all season, into the playoffs. I think the Mets are kind of doomed to fail. Their one path to victory in terms of the pitching, the pitching at the top of the rotation, there's a reason why they're paying those guys all those millions of dollars and it is to be aces and when they've looked like aces it's been few and far between so far this year this is espn new york tonight with larry hardesty and gordon damer i should who's gonna beat those guys right i shut up because darnell just went deep oh boy again. i thought we, i thought you dropped again i did on 98.7 espn thursday night edition of espn new york tonight Glad you're here. 1-800-919-3776. Chilling with you on Twitter, at Hardest to ESPN, at Gordon Damer, at ESPNNY, 98 underscore 7 FM. Gordon, when Buck Showalter, he's not going to step to the podium because they're in Atlanta, but when he meets the media, we'll bring it to you live because I want to hear what he's got to say. Yeah. Because you've lost he six might, straight games. He might games. need a minute. <laughs> he he's going to need several minutes. Yeah. He's going to need several minutes because, uh, you know, you. This this would have been – even though I even though I said it's a loss anyway because you score 10 runs and you're in extra innings with Verlander as your starter. But Gordon, this would have been a huge game if they won it for the, for the fact that they were able to fight back, mm-hmm. that they showed some grit. For, for, a lot of, for some part of the season, you look at this team, you think of them as they kind of have a glass chin, Gordon. They haven't really fought back on, on a couple of occasions. No. But tonight they did. They fought back. They, 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 they were right there. But, I mean, you cannot get swept again by Atlanta. Like I told you, Gordon, it was like I was there last year. It's like it's, like it's September all over again. For me, this is what happened last year. Top two, same situation. Top two, your top two guys at the back end of the, of the series giving you a chance to, to at least to win the series. Don't do it. And, again, this year. Top two guys giving you a chance at the end, back of the rotation to win the series. Can't do it. And as much as we have talked about a bat, that this team needs a bat, this team needs a bat, Gordon, this bullpen is right now, it wasn't great to begin with, okay? And they have taxed this bullpen by asking them to go because of the struggle with the starters, by asking them to get 15 and 18 outs. And now this bullpen is shot. This bullpen can't give you anything. It's awful right now. Drew Smith is awful right now. Yeah, and I think it goes back to the the two guys atop the rotation, right? I mean, they don't give you they don't give you what you, you you those are the two that you think, all right, those two days, those two guys start, we're gonna go, they're gonna go seven, they're gonna go eight, they're gonna give us length. We're not gonna have to uh, you know, jump into the bullpen in the fifth inning, and that has not been the case. So I think that that's the crux of where all the problems begin. And unfortunately, though, if that continues to be a problem, that is unfixable. You're yeah, we're not gonna. You're not gonna be able to to replace either Verlander or Scherzer. All right, Gordon. Here's Buck Showalter talking to the media. And the second game here, and the first game here, guys came in here and competed. They're as good as you want to see. You know, scored ten runs tonight against one of the best pitchers in the league, and uh, I'm real proud of. Them. You know, there's a lot of 
lot of opportunities there to fold the tent. These guys aren't going to do that. And, you know, Pete being down and they don't, I'm proud of them. I look at it as positive other than, uh, you know, we just ran out of, couldn't get outs. Ran, used every bullet we had, or era, I'll use that word, but uh, just couldn't uh, get that last out. We got a check swing that was obviously a swing that we didn't get called. So that's kind of how things are going. Them hits the ball right on the button and it curves back to the second baseman. So, you know, we scored 10 runs. So I, was, I was proud of that. The guys kept uh, punching back, and uh, you know, so that's a positive. Do you worry at all about that right mindset fading at all amid these circumstances? No, no. I, I trust these guys. I think uh, a lot of people have trouble kind of identifying sometimes with what these guys go through and how they have to be that way to get to this level and, and stay at this level. So, you know, there's another... There'll be another uh, round of things that are challenging tomorrow. I mean, I don't even tell you about half the things that go on during the day that, you know, are challenges. But you know, it's part of playing up here. Every day is new. I command a lot of not many first pitch strikes, which is not like him. And, uh, you know, it was a hot, sticky night. And, you know, they made him work for everything. There weren't many quick counts or quick, quick outs. Of course, he wasn't the only one, you know, for the most part. With very few exceptions. And it was a challenge for us all night to keep, you know, we gave up, what, 17 hits, something like that? Y'all know exactly. And we struck out, like, what, 15 times and scored runs. So go figure. How difficult is it? You know, that, I, I got to tell you, Gordon, um, with Buck, I understand you got to keep a straight face. I understand you got to have a positive spin. Yeah, I get that you're happy you got 10 runs. But, Gordon, come on. You got to give me a little bit more. You, you got to give me a little bit more. We're disappointed. You, you got to give me something. You can't just say, you know, well, you know, we got 10 runs and, you know, hey, I'm proud of the team. We got 10 runs, but come on. I, I want to hear some anger. Uh, I, I know it's not the most productive thing sometimes, and uh, <laughs> sometimes that's my go-to emotion, and that's something that I have to work on. But I think fans uh, have a right to be ticked off, and I think when they hear from people on the team – especially the manager. I think they want to hear somebody who's ticked off as they are that they can relate to. And you just don't hear that from Buck Showalter. No, you're not. And and look, and once again, he's not going to come on there and kill his team. I no, get that. Of I'm course not looking not. for that. No, but, but Gordon, can I get, I'm disappointed. Can I get, I'm disappointed that we lost this series to Atlanta. This is unacceptable. You know, this we is had the first the time in the, this is the first time in Met history. They've lost three straight games where they had three run leads. First time mm-hmm. in the history of the organization. And this has not been an organization that has a lot of <laughs> offensive firepower. No. Uh, yeah. Oh, that's a, uh, yeah, yeah, I think you got to hear more than just the same answers, and uh, it just seems very vanilla. I yeah, think you it need. Does. I think you need something more than that. Yeah, you do. You do. And once again, like I said, just give me a disappointment. Just give me, you know, we we got to do better. Just give me. It's a tough week here, but we, you know, we got to pick it up. Give me, give me something that acknowledges that you got swept by Atlanta. There's yeah. nothing that he acknowledged them about them getting swept. That is the definition of tone deaf. Uh, you know, when you're talking about being proud, you just got swept in each game. You had a lead, and what are they? What are they back now of the Braves? They ten oh, yeah. back. <laughs> Feels like it feels like a whole lot more than that. Let me pull up. This it does. Thing. It does. I'll pull up. Yeah, we'll, eight and a half. They're eight and a half. Soon to be eight. ten. Yeah, on their way they're to in ten. Fourth place, and they're nine back in the loss column. Right. 
I don't think and anybody wants to hear the term point. proud. No, right not right now. No. There's other terms I'd like to hear. Proud is not one of them. <laughs> no. Proud is not one of them. And once again, you know, how do you turn it around? That's the next question, Gordon. What do you do to turn this around? Because if you're sitting there telling me, well, we got Pittsburgh coming up. We should do well against Pittsburgh. Yeah, okay, you should. But I don't know that. You should. You had leads in this series against the team that, that's right there. Yeah, you're better than Pittsburgh, but you were better than Oakland. You were better than Colorado, and you lost those games too. You've lost six games in a row, and the fact that they're 30 and 33, that's where they belong. That's yeah. the type of play that they have had so far this year. Absolutely. That's it. They are what their record says they are. They are. And, uh, and here's the thing, Gordon. I don't know what – and I'm still waiting to hear what happens to Alonzo. When, when's he coming back? I don't even know. Yeah. I don't even know when he's coming back. And yet they were able to get 10 runs tonight. That's because Strider wasn't Strider. Going to Strider had it been Strider, this game would have been over long ago. Yeah. Uh, you got you got Strider on a night where he was not he was not good. And didn't take advantage of it. Nope. But what did they end up going? Uh runners in scoring position tonight. They had a bunch of guys on base. Four for seventeen. And scored ten runs. And they scored ten <laughs> runs. And scored ten runs. And and most of the runs were Alvarez. Alvarez and Nemo carried mm-hmm. the heavy load. Yeah. Alvarez and Nemo was the offense tonight. It's unbelievable. I, I, I don't know what the change has to be, but you can't keep running the same things over and over again. And, and you something. know, the Mets might get, you know, there's been this feeling that with Steve Cohen and the resources and everything else that they will fix what they need to fix by the trade deadline. If you're Can't Steve wait. Cohen, why am I sinking any more money into this? No, you're right. Why am, why am I giving more resources to the GM who has put this team together? Yeah. Billy Epler will be tossing and turning all night tonight because he's got to hit the phones because he's got to do something. They've got to make a trade or do something to uh, spark this team. Because really, and Gordon, they're three games under, and that's with the kids producing. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. with Alvarez homering. Mm-hmm. That was a guy. 10, 11 home runs. Mm-hmm. That, that's with Beatty hitting and playing really good third base. Vientos has not caught up yet, but at least he's been in the lineup. He, listen, he's done no worse than Bogleback. So at no. least the young players are giving you something. If they weren't giving them anything, Gordon, where would this team be? 1-800-919-3776. Met and Yankee fans want to hear from you right now on 98.7 ESPN. This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. And that's drilled to right field, and the Braves win the ball game. Ozzy Albies, a three-run walk-off home run. In a wild game, the Mets lose in 10 innings, 13-10. Gary Cohen with the call on SNY. Mets trailed early. Fought back, fought back, fought back, but only to lose in 10 innings, 13 to 10. And Gordon is just, there's just history-making line after history-making stat after history-making stat, and it's just, it's a head-scratcher right now for how badly this team has played and just how, how Scherzer and Verlander, this is what happens when you roll the dice on pitchers who are up in age and you've seen them 
Gordon give you hints that they have are declining. Mm-hmm. Like they've showed you. This mm-hmm. is not this is not like they were great and this year, oh, it's it's all of a sudden an issue. Scherzer has shown you before you got him last year. He showed you with LA. Verlander had had issues last season. Yes, he was he was he bounced back. Mm-hmm. He was great. But even in the World Series, the first World Series game, Gordon, he wasn't great. Yeah, he has not been what you're paying for, that's for sure. But there's a lot of guys on the team that are not what you're paying for. And it's hard to believe that you could have a team spending the amount of money, and it's not just the, the, the highest payroll. The discrepancy between one and two is the greatest discrepancy between one and two in the history of the sport. And yet there's never been a time this year where this Mets team has felt like a complete team. And think about all the things you've added. Beatty's come up and has played well. Um, obviously, Alvarez has been uh, a godsend. Vientos doesn't play that much, but um, you would think that y- the better days are ahead for him. So you've already added like three pieces there, and yet you're 30 and 33. I mean, you're talking about the Pirates. The Pirates are a playoff team right now. Yes, I know. And we are not. No. We are not. Wow. It's one thing to spend all that money and not win the division. Again, it's very early. Unless something dramatically changes, if you don't make the playoffs. Everybody's got to clean house. You have to clean house. I I, I think at some point, I think you got to shake something up here. Um, Yeah, you do. The you fact that you're, you're, you're you know, a third of the way through the season, and I get it. There are teams that recover. What's the path forward right now? All I of a sudden, know. all the guys who are not performing are going to start to perform at some point? Yeah, the light's going to switch on right now. Mm-hmm. Well, I know one thing. Uh, if I'm Billy Epler, uh, I'm real concerned about my job right now. I'm very concerned about my job because these guys aren't producing. No. They're not. Once again, Gordon – the the kids from the farm are out producing most of these high paid veterans you have on this club. They are. Yeah. And, and the Mets are the definition of a bad team. First two games, they score nine runs. They lose both games tonight. They score 10 runs. They lose that game too. Yep. It's not one thing that the team does well. The lineup, nope. when the, when the lineup scores runs, the pitching's terrible. When the pitching's good, the lineup's terrible. Yep. And then if both those first two things are okay, then the bullpen comes in and blows it. And their defense has been awful. Marte, yeah, it's not, yeah. Marte misplaying a ball in the outfield early in the first inning. I mean, they've, they've not played well. They just haven't. It's very simple. They've not played well. 1-800-919-3776. Hi, Buddha. Hey, Uncle. What's going on? You know, how much. you doing, man? I, I don't know. I feel, I feel for you. You know, we're living in a world of extremes right now. Um Last year, remember when Buck was before they got to the postseason. Remember Buck was the wily veteran, was yes, everything was. that the Mets needed. Mm-hmm. Now he's just an old fart. He <laughs> <It> does something. <laughs> it's, been, it's been like what twelve months. <laughs> let, let's be honest, you know, and he's going to end up. You know, he's going to take the fall for this because let's be. They don't fire general managers halfway through the season. What is that going to do? Who yeah, are you going to right. elevate to that position? So it's gonna it's gonna be his uh, neck was on the chopping block, but I do feel bad for him. I mean, like you guys said, uh, the old pitchers they, they, when they when they when they need runs they don't get them. <laughs> when they need good pitching, 
they don't get him. The Diaz thing, that has a trickle-down effect. I don't care what anybody yep, says. Yeah, I mean, no question. You know, it, it, it forced people to be in positions that, that they weren't comfortable with. It's just it's just a colossal mess. I feel for Buck because Buck is, is a good guy. You know, he's an older guy. And some of us who, like, got a little gray in the beard, we kind of root for mm-hmm. we root for the older guy because you know how it is. Nowadays, they want all these young guys. They want to give them the lineup. They want to tell them what to say at the podium. I mean, and I'm not trying to poke fun at the Mets. I mean, you know, Aaron Judge told, you know, I got my own problems with my own team. But, you know, now when I say with the extremes, it, it, it's not just with baseball. I mean, it's with everything. I mean, you can go to a school board meeting and get your teeth knocked in these days. I mean, yeah, that's true. You know, you know what I mean? But yeah. you look at what happened. Let's listen to everything that took place about three or four days ago with the Denver Nuggets. Okay, the Heat won that game, right? The Nuggets are in trouble. That Heat coaches this, this, that, and the third. Mike Malone shouldn't have spoke about his players that way. Yada, yada, yada. You know, now, moving forward, now people are talking about, are the Heat going to win another game? I mean, come on. This is ebbs and flows. Anybody who knew and watched these, these teams, you know that Denver is better than the Heat, but Denver is young, and they got guys who are up and down, so they're going to win the series, but they weren't going to sweep them. It wasn't going to be a gentleman's sweep. The Heat are going to win the next game, and then I think the Nuggets win, you know, two more in a row, and then they close it out like that, but I mean, we're all so emotional. We're all so up and down about everything. And and it just leads me to, like, when I was listening to what the guy Barnwell was talking about, you know, with the Jets. Now, obviously, he he doesn't respect the Jets as a franchise. But let's be honest, who would with what you saw for the last whatever years? But, you know, I listen to the guys on the station, and I love them. But, I mean, God, the fanboyism. You cannot sit here and look at a team and say, all right, we got a quarterback. Now everything is solved. No, everything's not solved. You know, and these are the things that happen. Like I said, you know, we're we're in a very emotional time. And, you know, there's no, like, mainstream. It's either you're extreme to one side or you're extreme to the other side. And, you know, just when you've been watching sports for a long period of time, you know, you see these things happen, you know, over and over again. And, like, the middle ground for me is the safest ground. You know why? Because that way I don't get my feelings hurt or I don't get to, you know, I don't get to puff my chest out too much. Do you understand yeah. what I'm saying, guys? I do, Buddha. I do very well. Thanks for the phone call. And listen, as a Met and Nick fan, I definitely don't get a chance to puff my chest out very often. So that's why, you know, you get frustrated, Gordon. You, you, you're, you know, you're disappointed, but you don't get – you like the, you like what coaches say about the players. I don't want them to get too high, and I don't want them to get too low. I just want to have a steady, even keel. And that's that's how you have to be as a sports fan now because it's a roller coaster, Gordon. It's a roller coaster. Yeah, and, and look, I disagree with what Barnwell wrote, but what he wrote is not outlandish. I mean, he literally he, – he gave facts – Right, the fact that the Jets were two and nine last year against primary quarterbacks and five and one against backups—that's a fact. Mm-hmm. And I don't think—I I, I didn't hear the whole thing with uh, him on the K show today, but I don't think that he's saying the Jets are going to go five and twelve. 
I think part of the reason why he thinks that they could be the last place team in the AFC East is because the AFC East is really good. Mm-hmm. So if they go, they could go. I, I would. I, I, I know it's a, 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 a not a great shot of it happening, but they could mm-hmm. go eight and nine and be in last place, or yeah. nine and eight and be in last place because the AFC East is is really tough. Mm-hmm. Yeah, anything can happen. Yeah, no question about it. Anything. And, can and look, if you're going to bet against an organization. Just just on the organization alone. Betting against the Jets, you'll be doing pretty well over the last decade or so. <laughs> you would. You would. There's no question about it. You would. They they have not inspired any sort of confidence or consistency. Uh, you know. But hey, look, their luck is due to change. And if you're a Jet fan, you're hoping this is it. You're hoping that this is finally your opportunity to, you know, have a, a competent quarterback. Because Gordon, you can't say you've had. You can't say that. You can't say in your history, because there's very few people who watch Joe Namath win the Super Bowl, right? Mm-hmm. You can't say in your history that the Jets have had five competent quarterbacks in the in, since Joe Namath. No, you can't say it. No, you, you can't might make say. The argument they haven't had three since Joe okay. Namath. And you were talking fifty years. Yeah, it's not fifty it's years. Fifty years. So if you have a competent quarterback, I mean, you've got to think you've, you've got a great opportunity. That's why, that's why the Jets – I understand why the Jet fans are so giddy. we got a quarterback. We've yeah. never had one of these before. And yeah, that's why. And, and I think what Barnwell is hitting on is that this idea that, well, the, a lot of people last year, the Jets' defense was a playoff defense. I heard people say that the Jets had a Super Bowl defense last year. Mm-hmm. So they're thinking, well, if we had a Super Bowl defense last year and we added Aaron Rodgers, well, then we should be one Super of the top Bowl teams. teams. Right, absolutely. <laughs> but it's weird. Strange things happen. There's very few things you can count on in an NFL season. The Kansas City Chiefs will be good. We know yes. that. Mm-hmm. They will be good. I don't know if they'll win a Super Bowl, but they will be good. Outside of that, anything else is up for grabs. Yep, you're right. Even Belichick will find a way to make their team respectable. Even that's up for grabs this year. Yeah, it does seem that way. But, <laughs> but you know, I wouldn't be surprised. Stretch, like, if you're saying that the last place team in the AFC East, one of the teams has to finish last, mm-hmm. who do you think has the greatest odds of going 6-11? and 11? I don't think it's the Patriots, that's for sure. Even though I don't like the Patriots – Talent-wise, mm-hmm. I, I find it hard to believe that Bill Belichick's going to go six and eleven. I right. certainly don't think the Bills are going to go six and eleven. Mm-hmm. So now you're down to two teams. You've already eliminated two. So now it's a right. 50-50 crack. Yeah, yeah. It's crazy. It's crazy. It's and it I think it's why we love the NFL. The team that yeah. was terrible the year before is now good. The team that was good the year before, playoff teams missed the playoffs the next year. So. Mm-hmm. You know, there's very few sure things in the NFL, and um, in terms of sure things in a positive light, the Jets are not one. Mm-hmm. Gordon, the company has reached out to me on Twitter. I saw that. That see, those guys are nice guys. They care. They, they care about you. They they saw what happened and they immediately thought of you. Isn't that nice? I, it is. I appreciate that, guys. I really do. I really do. And you're going to have a heck of a job tomorrow morning <laughs> trying to console Rothenberg and DiPietro. You're going to have a heck of a job tomorrow morning. So I- I'm the warm-up. 
The main event starts at 6 a.m. <laughs> 1-800-919-3776. More of your calls are next on 98.7 ESPN. This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. We scored 10 runs. I was, I was proud of that. The guys kept punching back, and uh, that's a positive. How about that, Gordon Damer? That's from the Met manager. After his team has lost six straight, had leads, and lost them in every game. Three-run leads in every game and lost them. We got 10 runs. He didn't mention that they had the bases loaded in the ninth and didn't get another run. Didn't mention that. That is a... I know we've we've gone to lo, you know Looney Tunes when it comes to trying to find things to praise our team. They just got swept by their division rival, who they're expected to compete with for the division title this year. They're now three games under five hundred. They blew three games, got swept, and are six games under five hundred, despite overwhelmingly the highest payroll in the sport. But he's proud of them. Um, proud. Don had a rant today. Yeah. He will lose his mind tomorrow. I mean, he will lose his I, mind. I can't. I, I lose my mind uh, over things that Aaron Boone says. Goodbye. Yes. Goodbye. I, I don't think. I don't know that Aaron Boone has ever said something that ridiculous. No, you can't say. You can't say that. Like I said, David Robertson was better because his quote was, um, "We're we're frustrated, and you can sense it." Okay, I'm good. Right. That's what I expect. Yes. That's what I want to hear. That's I don't want to I hear wanted. that you found positives. What positives? Michael's in Brooklyn. Michael, you're next on 98.7. Maybe we just set the bar too high. Maybe our expectation levels were just, were just kind of like we were fantasizing. Like we weren't really looking at the, 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 looking at the team as in a realistic sense. I think we were thinking because we have – Cohen now at the helm, spending all this money, automatically that's supposed to translate to winning. Um, yes, but it's not always the case. And we're investing money on, on, what, senior citizens at this point? I don't want to say they're shells of their former self, but they, I, I don't think that we're allocating the funding in the, uh, in the proper direction here. That's a <clears throat> couple of different points, if I may. Well, we, as Mets fans, we used to complain all the left and right about how the Wilpons were just just not spending any money. Um, we were calling them coupons, cheapos, whatever, what have you. Um, and for, for a couple of decades, we were suffering. Now we actually have somebody that's spending money. So I think... I think eventually uh, he'll be making the right moves. I, I think. But see, Michael, here's the thing. Here's the thing, and I hear what you're saying. And thanks for the phone call. But here's the thing: they're spending money now, and eventually, is this was supposed? This is World Series team. That's why you spent the money at the top of the rotation. You spent this money and and expected too much. It's basically the same team that won 101 games last year. So you at least expected them, Gordon. Okay, you got you. You're gonna have injuries. Things happen, obviously. But you at least expected them to get to 100 wins this year, of at course. least minimum. Of course. 
minimum. You're looking at a team now that's in fourth place. Season ended today. This is going down as one of the worst teams money could buy. Again. Absolutely. Yeah. Again. Yeah. Even more so because you've spent a, a significant more money this time. This is unacceptable. Yeah. And this under is under 500? Yeah. I mean, like, this is not a team that was expected to do big things that's just simply underachieving. They've been bad. They don't, and they don't look like a good team at all. They don't do anything well. And at some point, you have to say, if you've not already cashed in the chips on the season and just say, oh, you know what? Uh, it's just not going to happen. You got to change. Something's got to change. Definitely. You can't, you can't continue like this. It can't. Gail's in Rockaway. What's up, Gail? What's up? What's up? How you doing? Um, my, my thing is that everybody keeps saying that Buck is such a good manager, and he has not shown me. I mean, granted, he was better than the guy he replaced, right? But he hasn't shown me this season, at least, anything good. Like, you keep running Vogel back out there. Time after time, it's almost like you're like like screwing it to like it's our it's like our manager is screwing it to the fans, right? And then as far as Epler's concerned, right? You sign this guy who came over last year, who didn't do anything. Nobody nobody even heard of him before. He didn't do anything. Then you pick up his option, and you won't even dump him for. Though he's making like a million and a half. Right, like it's almost they're acting like he's making fifteen million. They could have kept Gary Sanchez and let and made him DH and would have got more production. I, I just don't get it. Gail, thanks for the phone call. They should not have kept Gary Sanchez. No, no, that's that that's that's no. They should not have kept Gary Sanchez. They did the right thing, but they should have never got Gary Sanchez. <laughs> I understand they had the catching shortage and they they weren't sure how Alvarez was going to fare. They had a bunch of guys on the injury list. I get it. So that's why you brought him in. They write the, They made the right decision letting him go. He was not the answer. Alvarez is the answer. Alvarez is the answer behind the plate defensively, and he clearly is the answer in the lineup offensively. He has produced. This is a good move. The fact that they brought him up, good. That, that's, that's a positive. And tonight, he was a positive. Tonight, Nimmo was a positive. Grand slam home run was a positive. The negatives are, are all the pitchers. Starting with Verlander. Yeah. Starting with Verlander. This is the guy that's making how much is he making, guys? Forty three. He's how much is Aaron Judge making? Forty. <laughs> uh here's a stat for Matthew Brownstein who covers the Mets uh, does a good job on Twitter. Mets starters have recorded no more than five innings in 39 of 63 games. So that's 62% of their games. Their starters have gone no more than five innings. So, so with a borderline bullpen. Right, exactly. When you when you want to get to the crux of what the action – and look, they're not good at hitting either. No. Uh, the defense is bad. They make a lot of mistakes on the base paths too. But if you want to get to the first thing, the, the primary reason for the problems, it's that. Yeah, there's no question. No question. And now you've got Tyler McGill tomorrow night going against Philly. I mean, Pittsburgh, who's won six of eight. Mm-hmm. Okay. And McGill, Pitt's better last outing, but Gordon, he's been a nightmare this season. And, and you know, the, the Steve Cohen uh, comparisons to George Steinbrenner, which I said n- no, need no, to no. immediately stop. 
because in his short time, and who knows, maybe down the road he'll figure it out, but in terms of spending money, he's not been like George. He's been more Artie Moreno than he has been George Steinbrenner so far. Let's be honest. Gordon, if he was like Steinbrenner, first of all, there would have been 20 or 30 reporters in Atlanta. One at the ho- at the team hotel monitoring George because mm-hmm. he would have been to the he would have attended every game this series. He'd have been to every game. Okay? So you would have had guys I, I mean when, when the Yankees were struggling here we used to pool with the radio guys. Mm-hmm. Okay? You stand out by the at the old stadium. You stand outside by where the um not the players' entrance, the other entrance. Mm-hmm. You know where, where where the season ticket holders go and whatnot. You stand at that entrance. Somebody else would stand at the parking lot, because somebody you knew Steinbrenner was going to stop and talk, and everybody had their own spot where they were stationed. Pool, because you knew he was going to say something, or something was going to happen. The Mets are not in that position, so there, there's the there were Gordon. There will never be another George Steinbrenner. No, there no. will never look- be. I'll be Never the first. Been. You know, a lot of people that didn't live through George will always go and say, well, he won all, you know, they won all these World Series when George was there, so it was all good. No, there was a lot of negatives with George. He was an unhinged lunatic. But it seems like everybody thinks, well, oh, he's just going to go out and spend money now, and that's going to fix everything. You can go spend money, and as, as Billy Epler has proven, you can spend it and, and not get results for it. So um, I would think that Billy Epler – he, he will um, should probably polish up the resume at this point because no he needs to hide the resume yeah this is <laughs> not good this is this is a mess and, and at some point you got I don't know what the turnaround is but you have to I think send a message to the team that this is not acceptable and the manager going out after the game and saying that he's proud of his team after they just lost another game against a team they always lose to and it was like I know they weren't. But looking at that Braves dugout, it was like they were laughing at the Mets. Mm-hmm. That's the way it felt watching. It was like they were, oh, we beat them again. We always beat them. Ha, ha, ha. Especially, uh, were, especially it, in Atlanta. Yeah, and, and I, if I were a Met fan, I would be, I would be livid right now oh. watching this and thinking that they're just going to keep trotting this out and hoping it eventually catches on. It's not a good time. No. It's not a good time. And you said it earlier, Gordon. Can you imagine you spent your money and traveled to Atlanta oh. as a Met fan? Oh. And you're sitting there and you're and, and, and you're okay. All right, Carrasco, you, Gordon, you're giving away the first game. You know, Atlanta, Carrasco, mm-hmm. you know, we know he's you know, but we've got Scherzer and Verlander coming up. We're okay. We'll get at least one of the two. We know Atlanta's great. We know Atlanta's a home run team. The Mets can't. The Mets lineup is is not even is, is no comparison to Atlanta's Gordon. It's no comparison. They have power hitters up and down the lineup. And what is Steve Cohen thinking right now? I want my money back. Yeah, I'm spending <laughs> what three hundred and eighty million dollars on this. This is what I'm spending my money on. Oh. I know I got a ton of it. I could I could throw it into a fire and still not be able to get rid of it. But still. I'd rather throw into the fire than what I'm doing right now with this. Maybe he's got to talk to the live people. Maybe they can get him out of this mess. <laughs> <laughs> More of your calls next on 98.7 ESPN. 
This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. We're, we're frustrated, and you can sense it. You, you see us. Um, we're not playing well. We know it. We're a good team. We're just not doing what we need to do. We're getting out of Atlanta. We're going to go to Pittsburgh. Hopefully, we can turn things around and take a series there. It's a long season. We're just in a little slump right now. we got to pull ourselves out of it. David Robertson. Wish he was the manager right now. <laughs> Hardest thing in Damer until Freddie and Fitzsimmons at the top of the hour. Let's stick with David Robertson, Gordon. Um, David, let's talk about that pitch. That was a let's talk about the home run. That was a tough pitch, huh? Yeah, I threw the ball where I wanted to. It's frustrating. It's a good hitter. Really tried to get him to chase some pitches earlier in the count. Just couldn't get him to give me that swing and miss I needed. And you know, I went with the fastball up. Tried to keep it in the strike zone. It's three two. I can't can't throw a ball there. It's frustrating because you know I made the pitch I wanted. And he hit it, and it sucks. And you know, if I could have take it back, I think you know maybe try breaking ball. But I don't know if that'd work any better either. Honesty, Gordon. Gordon, is that refreshing? So refreshing. It is. The club, especially in this day and age. And oh. you know, we we're we're trying to find out. Who deserves the blame, right? Buck Showalter deserves blame. Billy Epler deserves blame. Steve Cohen, he's got to talk, right? Where's where is he at right now? Because he's got to be calling a press conference tomorrow or something. The players are to blame. You know, I, I just realized Harvey brought it up to me in the break. The Mets have not won a game since the Rick and Dave tailgate. Oh, dear. Since Rick and Dave it. showed up. Mets are 0-6. Oh, they need to go fix it. Maybe they should go to Pittsburgh. Let's do the show from Pittsburgh tomorrow. Maybe. And turn things Fire around. Fire up the jet, yeah. Yeah, turn things around. Uh, it's not good. Uh, David Robertson, what do you think? Can, can this team pull out of this? We can't give up. We got 100 more games. Or 99, whatever it is. I don't know. Listen, we can get on a tear. We can beat some teams. We've got a lot of talent in this clubhouse, and we've got some talents going to come back and join us. And we're capable of winning games. We're just not getting it done right now. And it's frustrating, like I said, but we can do it. I, li- I like his spirit, Gordon. I do. That's better than the managers, that's for sure. Oh, it's brutal. It's, it's been brutal. Um, Justin Verlander, tell me about your outing tonight. I mean, one inning was obviously difficult. Um, not really sure. Um, felt okay physically. You know, need to need to attack the zone a little bit better. Some close pitches, but you know, hey, that's uh, need to be better. What was the stat you guys gave me? Five home runs in. He's given up five home runs in the. Gordon, I think he's given up five home runs in the first inning in his outings. I said, what? Seems like a lot. It is. Like, considering he didn't even start the season. Yeah, it's awful. Uh, Justin Verlander, what's your challenge in trying to get on the right track? I mean, it's difficult. You got to stay positive. Got to find. You know, I mean, our offense today was was wonderful. There's a positive. It's just tough, man. I, I think as as an athlete, you know, most of my life there's ups and downs, and when you're in the trenches and things aren't going well, you just gotta keep working, keep looking for whatever's gonna make it click. So that's how you do it. You do it the same thing individually as you do as a team. Moving on, staying positive, finding what's gonna make make things click. What about the inconsistency of your start? What do you what do you what are you seeing? Feast or famine seems. Um, you know, I've been working my ass off trying to make it click. Every time I think I kind of found it, it goes in the other direction. Um, definitely not kind of. It's definitely frustrating for me and everybody. I'm sure. You know, I uh, just got to keep working for it. You know, I, there's been flashes. I, I mean, I feel good physically. You know, there's. Um, you know, looking at all of the metrics and everything from last year, last few years to, to now, everything looks similar, you know, mechanically, uh, pitch shape, pitch, all the stuff that you can look at. So, you know, there's something there, though, and I'll find it. 
Yeah, uh, the, <laughs> the bat's finding the ball. <laughs> have you have you looked? Have you seen that? <laughs> I've seen it, yeah. especially in the first inning. He's on his heels, Gordon. He doesn't have enough to get started. And I know a lot of great pitchers have been that way over history. Get them in the first inning. That's when you get the great mm-hmm. pitchers, right? Sure. Because they haven't settled down and stuff like that. But they five home runs is a bit much. Yeah. It's a bit much, yeah. even for well, him. Uh, you get them, You have to get them early, but those guys usually last beyond the third inning. Yeah, exactly. They figure it out. He mm-hmm. hasn't figured it out. I'm done with the Mets. Lee's in Brooklyn. Lee, talk to me some basketball. I'm, I'm, I'm sick. Hey, hey, Gordon. Hey, Larry. Um, yeah, Larry, um, the, the young man's legs is gone. And I can't even really call him a young man. He's younger than me. That's why I say young man. But uh, Jimmy Butler, um, he, he he's not going to give you that performance. He, he, he did everything he could do to get these guys to a championship. And he's got them here. And um, I tell any Miami Heat fan, you know, enjoy it. Enjoy what has been accomplished. Enjoy what has been done. This Denver team is young. They have all the energy. They're greatly coached. They have a great team. And um, I don't see – I don't even know how they won one game. But I don't see them winning another game, guys. All right, Lee. Well, thanks for the phone call. We'll see what happens. They're better than you're giving them credit for. Yeah, I think we're getting a little carried away here. I mean, they didn't win the game by 50 points. Uh, These games, there's not much carryover from one to the next, and it seems like generally when one team loses the previous game, it's their turn to make the adjustments. That's what the Heat did in game two. Now they got to go do that in game four. I'm fairly confident that their coaching staff knows what needs to change, and now it's just a question of whether or not they can change it. Absolutely. All right, my friend, be good over the weekend. I know you're working Saturday, right? Yes, absolutely. Back on Saturday, Larry. All right, sounds good. I'll see you on Tuesday. We move out of the way for Game 5 on Monday night. Have a great weekend. Sounds good, I'll be listening to you. Be kind to the Mets. And stop twittering them. (laughs) (laughs) That wraps up this edition of ESPN New York tonight. Oh, man, it's been one of those nights. Harvey Joe, thank you very much. Up next, conversation continues with Freddie and Fitzsimmons. They'll give you the latest with the NBA. They'll talk about what's going on with cuts in the National Football League. That's next on 98.7 ESPN. Yeah, we'll make a little joke on Twitter and people, oh, you know. 